Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. For on brand with the podcast, we have scheduled a few and didn't do them. <laughs> um, and now we're here doing one a few days after the Super Bowl. Yeah, we were we we were set up to do one. Well, we were like Thursday, let's do this. And then we like got ready. Like, you know, everyone like cares about the Super Bowl right now. Let's just wait till that's over and then get all the mm-hmm. content from it. And which, you know, it is what it is. But now here it is. It's Wednesday night. And, and I don't think there's anything to talk about Super Bowl. Unless you got a real yeah, well, big... Uh, I, actually, no. That was like the one I wanted to spend <laughs> the first few minutes on. Is there any... Do you have any just flaming hot take from the Super Bowl um, that was created because of the Super Bowl? Because mine is that although he got hurt and injured, Odell Beckham had a moment. Yeah. He had at first, he had the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He had it looked like early in the game that he was probably going to ball out and then he got hurt. My whole take about Odell's renaissances. Okay that it's going to force the Browns to trade Baker Mayfield because he looks a lot worse now <laughs> than he ever has before. The, so that's my, that's my hot take about the Super Bowl. That's a, that's a fair hot take. I mean, I, well, there was that video of Odell like being wide open and Baker just sucking. It's like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like football fans in general know that Baker, uh, Probably. Baker's far more present in progressive commercials than he is in a football field. And, um, you know, so I, I feel like that's not like absurdly crazy. I think that's, I think that's great. Um, and I'll tell you uh, what, that the, the, the Browns fans do not have any awareness because the moment I left the Athens bar that I was watching the game at, <laughs> there were parades of Browns fans running around the streets talking about how Cleveland Browns owned Ohio. And I was that's like, this thing is the most do. absurd that's thing a, you can say after the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And this was loud proclamations from every corner. Um, I do not like those people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing you could do. I, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, how, how was it hanging out in uh, in borough country for the Super Bowl? It was cool. It was cool. Um, it was wild. Yeah, I was on TV. You were because I was the only remotely sober person um, (laughs) that could form a few sentences and and do a TV interview. And I wasn't that sober, Uh, but I was sober enough. I respected it. It was a good (laughs) it was a good time. I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing you. You said you talked a lot more. You talked some some Baker Mayfield stuff and they didn't they didn't like when I do for like 10 minutes. And, you know, (laughs) they were there's no business because like the the entire that's where this stems from. The entirety of that interview. There's just the Browns fans walking behind the camera. Like this is Cleveland's town. I'm like, what no, the it's fuck not. is wrong with literally you? the farthest you could be away from Cleveland in Ohio? Correct. <laughs> it's probably up there. It's an extreme Southern Ohio bordering West Virginia. Um, and Cleveland's what Northwest Northeast, one of the two. Um, yeah. Here's Strange my experiences. Here's my, here's my hot take. Here's, here's my Super Bowl hot take. Um, that I think is going to be unpopular. This is going to be an incredibly unpopular take. I'm like, I'm fully ready to be anti-crypto guy. I'm fully ready to be anti-crypto guy. I've reached the point where I just sneer at every crypto ad. Um, 
I, 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 let me, let me say I do, I, I do own a not, uh, I mean, not large, but it is not, it is not a, a, a insignificant sum of, of crypto. Um, but I am very, um, I, I, I'm, I've reached a point where I'm, I feel the crypto ads the same way I felt about DFS ads in terms of just, they just annoy the living hell of me. And I say what you will, I'm literally a marketing person and I've seen every single like marketing, like expert talk about the Coinbase QR code. Um, that was a trash ad. <laughs> that was a trash ad. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm not going to hear, I'm, I'm not going to hear anything. Maybe I'm just anti-crypto ad. I'm just like, just like, it was the point that it was cool because it was like underground. And now it's like, LeBron is selling it to me. Like, I think that's like the anti point of it. Like, right. Like that was you, like, you want Bitcoin this. to return to its hipster ways. <laughs> um, that was another thing though, is like, this was the first Super Bowl, probably in a really long time that I watched from a bar and not from home or like oh, yeah? with friends and family. So I didn't get a lot of the commercials. You didn't like, get a lot a of commercial vibes. Yeah. But I, I did know that there were like, I noticed even without that, there, there were insane, a lot of crypto commercials. So I understand. We had, where you're from. we had, we had the QR code. We had the Larry David ad when Larry David one was the one that hurt. It was like, Oh, here's a Larry David ad. And there's, Oh, it's for crypto. I was like, come on, Larry. Come on, man. Like, I mean, I mean, Larry is so out. You know, this is a man who's playing Bernie Sanders on SNL. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you know, shout out to all the, the crypto guys are going to be in the, in the, in the ads. You're like, oh, okay, man. You know, just, that's, that's all I got to say. I, I won't elaborate. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not totally separate from you. I have, I received a tax statement for crypto and, and it's very confusing. I don't understand it, but that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I think that's a good good spot to move on. I think it's a good spot to move on. Something in, incredibly, in, incredibly serious. This has been uh, a really uh, odd and 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 um, you know sad week in a lot of ways. And and uh, we wanted to definitely talk about the events of the last few days. We'll you know we're recording this on on Wednesday right after a Louisville game. We'll definitely talk about the Louisville game. Um, but we'll we'll hit the we'll hit the intro and and um, and obviously talk a little bit about current events because we would be. I think we would be doing an injustice of, of this show and what we care about and, and our passions if we didn't talk about it first. So uh, we'll see you on the other side. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. Louisville is the greatest. Let's make, let's make this seamless transition to something Absolutely. else we don't have any answers about. Something that I can, <laughs> something that I can, I can pull, put into uh, 280 characters, uh, a, 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 a distraction, but not in a positive way. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's this Louisville basketball team that, that doesn't, doesn't seem to want to do anything um, of a positive nature. Um <laughs> That was a good way to phrase it, Gabe. I like that. Doesn't want to seem to do anything of a positive nature. That's a hell of a yeah. That's a great. What? Um, let me let me ask you this question, Chris. As as you know, um, we're we're watching. You know, we we watched this uh, this Louisville team just tonight. I watched on my phone because this was a, um, a an RSN game. Uh, we watched watched them lose uh, to Miami in a game that got like close, but like also like wasn't close and. Um, 
just another one of those kinds of fake things. They, they, and it, uh, it locked up the longest losing streak in Louisville basketball um, since, since the 1940s, 81 years. Well, um, one thing about that, streak. Please. is this going to be the last time that we can stop tweeting out every time Louisville loses? Well, they just broke a record 1920 this time. Like, Okay. Uh, it's not I gonna, get that's it, not man. gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Like, at all. how many more losses have to happen? That's I mean, not gonna happen. Like, it's gonna it's gonna continue happen, is what I mean. Is, is what yeah, I'm it's gonna continue happen, but eventually you lose so much that like every record's broken. I mean, you can always show this was a car when Louisville last went on their last seven game winning streak. This is the gym they used to play at. Like, enough. <laughs> I get it. They suck. Like, okay, I don't, it's, historic. I don't need, it's historically bad. I understand. Let me, um, let me try and frame it this way because Mike Biggies talked after the fact. Um, he said, you know, a, a lot of, I don't know how to reach these kids type of th- situation. Just like I'm trying to get five guys who are going to put 40 minutes of effort is, is sort of something he said, um, you know, talked about the fact that he doesn't have the experience as a, as a head coach that that's kind of, he understands is like hamstringing him, um, which, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, the, the frankness from him on that. Yeah, um, it was very forthright. I appreciate it too. What, um, you know, what do you make of uh, how much of this are you attributing to Pegues? How much is it to the roster? How much is it to the Chris Mack? How much, you know, where, 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 where are you? Are you just like, this is over. This is just a death march. Well, I mean, <laughs> or is it all the above? I'll, conti- I'll continue watching this team and like, you know, noting things that happen or whatever. I, maybe I'll have less interest in it, but I, I'll continue seeing that. I mean, I, I think there are like micro and macro problems. One of those like macro or micro problems is that obviously tonight, JJ trainer, I don't know what he did in the box score, but he had a few moments defensively where it's like, okay, we can switch one through five. JJ can guard a guard and he can stay in front of him and like make his life pretty difficult. Maybe he makes a shot. Maybe he doesn't, but he had a few times where I tweeted it out. He guarded Isaiah Wong or he guarded Cam Augusti and they got to the rim and they missed the shot and it was good. You know, it, yeah. it made Louisville, it gave them something else that they haven't had all year because we were screaming from the top of our lungs all year, it's like, okay, you have Malik Williams, who's a guy who has a bum leg. At some point, that leg's probably going to bother him again. Maybe you should get some of these bigs in there to get some game experience against teams that aren't very good. So when you get to the good teams, they will be more prepared for those situations. So that's one of those just small program problems where you're like, okay, if Sidney Curry and J.J. Trainer were playing all year, maybe they could give you more. Maybe they'd be a little bit more prepared to, to, to do things right now. I mean, JJ had his moment against Notre Dame. It's not going to happen all the time. It was kind of just a, uh, you know, he made the threes, whatever. He had six, seven points. Maybe he had more than, that. I don't know. But like my, my larger theme is like, that's just one of the many things where it's like, this is an easy thing to see. Like you cannot go all in on a guy like Malik Williams, who has been here his fifth year. He's minus the attitude stuff. Let's let's put that aside because that's a whole nother thing. But just on the surface of him being hurt all throughout his career and early in the season, you're playing him these massive minutes and not giving other guys the opportunities that they need. Right. And I mean, a part of that is like I do think like Chris Mack was loyal to a fault with some of these guys. 
Mm-hmm. We're getting way too many minutes. You see the, yeah. I mean, Sam's having to get benched. Malik's having to get suspended. Sidney Curry was not supposed to play tonight, or maybe he was. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> like uh, messages are, are, are having to be sent, but they should have been sent a lot, a lot longer, a lot more longer ago. Um, and that's, it falls into, I mean, that's just one of the, my rants today. It's the topic du jour. You can pick whatever you want. Um, but that's one of the things that I was thinking about tonight. Like these guys could have been playing a lot more earlier and maybe they'd be more prepared for a situation like this. Yeah. You can't it, expect them to win. I mean, you, you start JJ trader tonight and you haven't played for like, <laughs> what? How long? it's like, here's Miami, the, the third, second best team in the ACC. Go out there, man. It's and I think I think he played you know I think he played solidly. He, was fine. he had seven yeah. rebounds, uh, one assist, two fouls, one steal. Uh, he was one of six from the field. Um, not ideal. Didn't get to the free throw line at all. But you know, only minus four, uh, plus minus, you know, not terrible. Um, hmm. Looks spry at a lot of times. And, and, you know, but like you said, it's like, you can't, you can't expect this guy to go be a, a 12 and seven guy right away. You know, it's just because he hasn't gotten those reps and uh, that's in, incredibly difficult. You know, it, it was great to see him out there for 28 minutes. Um, it would have been nice to see that earlier in the year against much lesser opponents. Um, I I'm just at this point where I'm wondering what's the benefit, you know, what's, what's, what, what's the benefit of this? Cause it's, it, it, you know, it, it's weird. Cause like, just when I think it's like, Oh, it's only going to get worse from here. They turn it around in the second half. and they put forth them effort. Uh, they're, they're able to, to cut the lead down to two at one point, I think was, was the closest it got. And they then, maybe even got tied. I can't. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I might be wrong on that. And, and uh, Miami then kind of slowly pulls away um, as we move forward. And, and, and it, I think it gets, back to like two or three again sort of with a minute and a half and then Miami kind of nails a field um what uh what should Louisville fans like be looking for as they watch this team what what what's what what's the sane what's the sane the keep me sane part of this (laughs) I mean I think you have to be a little bit excited at least about Jalen Withers finally figuring something out I mean, he looks a lot more like himself these past, not even just two games, these past four games, really. Um, he, he was good against Syracuse. And I, I think there's always value in game reps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't care the really situation going forward. I mean, it it's weird to say that it becomes less about the result and more about just the product. But, you know, that that's where we're at. Um Jalen Withers playing, doing his thing kind of lately. Uh, JJ, you hope that maybe you can spark something with him and get him going and see some of the potential um, that people have thought very highly of him. And then maybe you make the decision where he's a guy who comes back next year. I think you're really just parsing through the guys that a want to come back next Mm -hmm. year, B that you'd like to come back next year and see like getting those guys onto the floor. And that for Mike McGee's, that's probably a weird thing to balance because he knows he's not going to be here next year. I mean, more than likely Uh, for him, this is more about, you know, auditioning for some coaching job and getting on a staff somewhere else, which I, I do think like, 
I don't know how he's managed to have these dudes pretty much fight back for virtually every game. The only yes. game they completely flatlined was really Syracuse. Right. And generally across the country, you'd expect to see that more. Um, Maryland lost their head coach, and they've had a lot of those performances where they've just completely they, – they got beat by – Iowa by like 40 and then lost to somebody else the next game by like 25, like teams that shouldn't have no business beating another power five school by that much. Right. And so, I mean, there's something to be said for him um, for, for managing to do that, but Which really funny like Maryland just like, <laughs> just almost be Purdue on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they've had, maybe yeah. they've rebound since then, but you're going to have erratic performances. I mean, more or less what I'm saying is like Louisville has been really consistent in their play, they've been consistently bad in the first half, and then they come out in the second half, they battle back out of the hole, and then they lose. Like, But there is some type of value in, in getting your players to battle back from that when a season has gone as terribly as it has. I, I don't know how much value there is, but it means something. But what Louisville fans should really be looking through, like I said, is, is parsing the guys that you want to see come back next year. I mean mm-hmm. – the main job of the next head coach going forward is probably going to be convincing LLC needs to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you start a team and, and kind of build your identity of your team with, with the point guard in college basketball. Um, so that for me, continuing his development and, and making sure that this season, it isn't just a lost one for him is, is kind of a big deal. Getting these experiences against ACC guards is, yeah. it matters. I mean, it, it does mean something going to Brooklyn and playing in the ACC tournament. Even if you're playing on that first day, it means something. I, I don't know how much, but it means something. No, it does. And, and it's going to be tough. You know, I had a buddy. He's like, Oh, do you want to go? Are you going to go to the game? I was like, yeah, I thought about it, but it's just, uh, <laughs> I get it. I get I like, it. I get no, it. I'm not doing this. And I knew we did. Trainer has a, has an Instagram fan club, by the way. Um, just followed me on Twitter. JJ trainers, number one fan. Shout out to those people. Shout out to those guys. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be super interesting. Uh, you know, they get Clemson, North Carolina, or at at home for Clemson, at North Carolina, at Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech. They'll probably lose all of those games really poorly. Um, and then home for Virginia to close things out. And uh, we'll see if Malik Williams is playing then. Um, who, <laughs> the, the number one guy who I think deserves a decent um, – a, de- a decent senior night situation. Um, but, you know, we're in a situation where um, Tammy Williamson, I think, is done playing for Louisville. Uh, I, I would agree with that. It, it seems like he's made the uh, decision to transfer. And um, honestly, surprised he hasn't left the team ready. Um, I feel like that's kind of just, you know, maybe some we can be there for the guys. And, you know, we can talk openly about so much stuff now because Max gone, which is great. <laughs> Sam Williamson was this close. He was, he's gone. He was gone. Being gone. He's gone last season for a few, I, I, a few places. Houston, uh, right? Yukon was one. Texas, Texas. One. I'm sorry. Yeah. Texas was one. He would be playing on the Texas basketball team. Yukon was one. Um, there were a few different schools. There are, I'm not going to say the names of the schools because he's still a member at Louisville, but there are our schools in the sec that have reached out to about JJ trainer. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing that's happened. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to happen 
who wouldn't want Jalen Withers when he's been playing the way he has the last few games? I mean, you see that and you're like, man, get this guy, get this guy, Chris Beard, get this guy, Jay, Wright. Like unlock that stuff. I mean, I, I, I texted someone. I was like, man, Jalen must've really hated Chris Mack. Cause he's just been so much better since Mack left. Mike McGee's has figured it out with him. I mean, he's talked about it in the, and, and Jalen and both him have talked about how, they have a mutual understanding of each other. Um, Good for them. So, I mean, whatever that's been, Mike Pegues has generally worked with the bigs, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. at Louisville. So maybe there, there's something to it from that perspective. Where are you at, man? Like it, it well, I was going to season feels, feels like a fever dream for me. It's just like you, I, I realized, I realized the other day, Chris, that it will be, um, it will be eight years since the last time Louisville was in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. It's crazy. Eight years would be 2016. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's unfair or not unfair. That's unacceptable. It's the word I'm trying to use. That's just like, that's not Louisville basketball, man. That's just not, I'm, I'm, t- by, I'm talking about like a, like a decent run, like a sweet 16. That's the last sweet 16. It was 2016. Where do you think you were most wrong about this team? I'll tell you where I that you where this I actual team this. or Chris Mack. However, you want to answer that. Let's let's talk about this actual team. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was wrong in thinking that the three point shooting was going to be there. That's just like the singular number one thing. I, I sincerely think I, I, I I'm. Yeah. <laughs> This is a dumb thing to say, and like, there's going to be people going to laugh at me for saying this. But I think there, you know, there were several games towards the beginning of this year. Uh, I'll, pull, I'll I'll pull them up. I mean, if they hit threes, they beat Michigan State. Michigan State. If the dudes who were brought here to hit the threes, the, they were the, supposed the, to hit the shot beat. quality scoreboard. I don't know if you guys saw, I, big prescriber in shot quality. Yeah, they, they're really cool. I mean, this is a guy who. I'm pretty sure he graduated from Harvard, one of the Ivy League schools. The shot quality score of Michigan State was a 50-50 game. Basically saying that that that's a coin flip game and Louisville lost by what seventeen? Yeah, here the games the games that I think that the games that Louisville lost before before things fell apart. Furman, Louisville shot twenty four point one percent from three. They brought you know you, you have um, you know Noah Locke had a great percentage, but you but where's where I'm looking for Matt Cross right? Matt Cross didn't take a three. Uh, Jalen Withers was two of seven, like Malik Williams, oh, three, um, half the team was, was oh, four, you know, if, if they hit average, if they hit the average that they have there, it's, it, it's that, um, against Michigan state, um, Louisville was 25.9% from three, um, Matt Cross was oh, and five from three, Noah Locke was oh, and two from three. Then, uh, you know, DePaul, you know, they, they only lost that game by seven. Similar situation. 21% from three. Jared West, one for six. Matt Cross, one for five. Noah Locke, two for nine. The three guys they brought in to shoot threes didn't shoot threes. And I'm not saying, Chris, I'm not saying we're talking about a top 25 team, but I'm, but I'm not convinced Chris Mack is 
enthused. I'm really not just because they're going to have one some games. They probably would have been ranked. They probably get their ass whooped by Kentucky still. I think they probably still lose that Western Kentucky game because Western was just unconscious. And maybe they go but, to the NCAA tournament. And lose but they the go to the NCAA round. tournament. But they go to the NCAA tournament. I, I feel Dude, comfortable it, saying that if, it, if the guys are three point juniors that are. It's legitimately insane to look at Noah Locks. These are, this is very nerdy, but like, Coming off a screen, catching the ball and shooting, like his numbers from three. He's better than Steph Curry at it, Chris. He's literally better <laughs> than Steph Curry. Legitimately, like someone's gonna hear that and they're gonna laugh at you. But go look at the stats. Legitimately, He's like better than Steph Curry, and that's shooting some shooting as good as like anyone has in the last five years. Maybe those numbers are a little outdated the last few games, but as of like three games ago, he was like as good in the top five of the last five years, like Gordon Hayward Mm -hmm. shooting like that. I think for me, what I was most wrong about, I don't think we made enough about Chris Mack being gone for the team. Yeah. Yeah. It was a background conversation on everything else besides how it would affect the team on the court. And And he's talked about it. He's talked about it when he took over. He's talked about it repeatedly. Yeah. And I I mean that, and, and like the timing couldn't have been worse, right, Chris? Because it was that tournament. They go to the Bahamar tournament. They win that tournament. Then they come back, and Chris Mack is waiting at the airport. Like you got a new, you got a new voice. In your you head. got a new voice that's telling you something completely different. Come, I don't. Even if it's not which that different, it's me, completely which, different. Brings me to my grand take of all. <laughs> Nearly been to Pooty one. <laughs> She got Chris back fired or uh, maybe not fired, but dejected him enough to where he could leave the program. She won. And, and now she getting those, now she getting those Penn state checks. How aware of the lack of Louisville basketball success. Do you think she is? No, she doesn't, I, I, fall, I, she doesn't fall from a game by game. I was about she, to say, she, she knows how bad things are. Right. Like she has to know. She she's got a tab in one of her windows open of of the of the schedule of the ESPN.com page. She's got it. That's that's I think what it is. And sometimes she thinks about it and she goes on it. She goes on that tab in her in her Google Chrome window, her second or third Google Chrome window, and she goes and checks it. That's we it. haven't talked we haven't talked about Chris Mack tweeting at the Super Bowl. We didn't even say we were going to talk about that, but do you want to talk about that? For Let's a talk about it for, for five minutes. Cause I think every radio show in town has already had gone at it. Um, <laughs> but here's the question I want to ask you, Chris, cause I think you've already made it known. Like what percent of you is like, this is a flex move going to the Super Bowl and tweeting and shit posting. I, I, I want to separate these two things. Okay. Because what Chris Mack was defending, I he absolutely looks like a clown. Like Clay Travis has me blocked on Twitter for a reason. Um let me just <laughs> Clay Travis that. is a clown. Let's just let's let's let's, let's Clay so, Travis is a clown. Uh, by no means is this is this an endorsement of Clay Travis or improper COVID practices or anything along those lines. But I will say if I was paid 3.5 million to basically quit my job and go watch my favorite team in the Super Bowl. I may, I may, you know, stick out a little time to chirp people that have talked bad about me. I'm not doing that. And the Mark, Super Bowl. <laughs> I might, 
I think that's I think that's even kind of a better flight. Mark Mark Ennis is a homie. I mean, friend of the show. Me and you both like him. He's my guy. I'm very happy that he was in front of this uh, because it's just funny uh, that that he was the one directly involved in this. But I will say, I am not beyond the pettiness of doing something like that. I, I'm always going to be We do love a petty. We do love a petty. Um, it's, it's funny to me. I mean, it, and it, it wasn't just Mark. He, he responded to no, it. was a lot of people. people. I was, I was literally about to say that. He responded to where he's just like, nice one. I My literally was like about to say beers that. From the Super Bowl. It's hilarious. It is $18, so, so funny. $18 Mick Ultras. Uh, my man was downing some it's also the timing of it Chris it it went it went from it was right at the start of the third quarter where literally since he scored and it's like oh since he's like gonna do this for a sec which is like super funny to me like the timing of it it wasn't like oh here's like that 12 minute span where literally no one can get a first down it was like the the actual like not it would have been really point. funny if it was happening during the halftime show because you know Chris <laughs> Mack hated that halftime show. Not nah, uh, he, he loved he loved the Eminem. He loved the Eminem portion. What are you talking yeah, about? That, that, that's true. What are you talking about? Apparently, it's terrible to be there. Like it's cool to watch it, but mm-hmm. like apparently, like the sound just terrible. Like the mix is made for TV. It's not made for the arena. I can see that. So like I, I saw several folks. like, oh, here's what we saw. And it sounds garbage. <laughs> it sounds garbage. <laughs> but in in another universe, if Chris Mack left on different terms, and he did that, maybe Chris Mack was below. What if this was Rick Bettino tweeting? Maybe not Mark Ennis, but Bob Alvano. Bob, Bob totally Bob, out of the loop. Tw- tweeting one. Bob Alvano and just being like, "Screw you, dude." People would dig that. They would be totally into that. They'd be like, but, good for but, you. But Rick Pitino won a title here. Rick Pitino right. went oh, to a yeah. final oh, four. Yeah. It, it all know. has to do with awareness. It, it, absolutely. It, it's just like, there is a part of me that's like, not good for Chris Mack, but there is a part of me that's saying. Oh, no, listen, I, listen. Chris Mack. Let me speak. Let me speak to my haters right now. I think Chris Mack. Here's my take: is I I do not condone anything that he he said. I I think. I I think the way the way that he responded to some folks was like clown to me, but the man won. I mean, he, he got, he got out, he got, he got a check. He got, he did. He did. He did. You know, we, I, I've been laughing my behind off at, at Andy Sweeney saying that he's going for an outkick the coverage show, which I think is like, I'm like 45% ready to believe the shit out of that. Um, but this man is going to enjoy, this man is absolutely going to thoroughly enjoy this lake summer. <laughs> and, and, and not have to. He's going to continue tweeting too. By the way, <laughs> he's going to be tweeting. Who is he going to back? You know, who's what's what's he going to tweet about, man? But absolutely, absolutely, um, he's going to. Are we going to get a? Are we going to get a mag for DeSantos moment? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> what's what's next? What should we? we speaking of coaches, any 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 coaching corner takes. Any... Um. Uh. Yeah, there is. I. I. I do have. Okay. What's. What's. Where are we in. In. In the coaching corner for you. The coaching search corner. I don't have any news. Um. But I do want to say, 
I'm a little bothered by what's happening here. <laughs> like, okay. there are, there are, it feels like to me, there are a lot of people making decisions and giving their input on this coach, except the athletic director. And it feels like to me that if Josh Hurd wants this job, he should probably push a little bit of his own weight here. Yeah. Um, I do understand the dynamics of there's a big, large, outspoken group of people um, that want a black head coach at Louisville. And yeah. it is a very worthy conversation that there hasn't been a black head coach thing. at Louisville. Yeah. Yep. 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 All good and true. But Josh Hurd said he wants a job. This is his audition for the job. So I don't need Junior Bridgman. I don't need the search firm. I understand why the search firm was hired. Separate, separate conversation. I don't need those guys having more input than you on who needs to be interviewed or what this process looks like. I'm getting a little aggravated with that situation. I, I, I think we both agree that we're trending down a path of hiring Kenny Payne, and that's fine. That is a separate conversation. But let's make this a coaching search. Because it doesn't feel like one right now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a coaching search right now. It's weird. It's like a weird limbo. It's a weird purgatory. And maybe it's just, I don't know. And and that's and that's what that's what the that's what the search form, I think, is for, right? Is to kind of take all the heat and, and simmer you things down. Appearance. This Sugi uh Sugiyama guy um is seems like an interesting dude. I would recommend everyone look at him up. Because it, it, he's uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Greer, Jeff Greer did. A, I'm sorry, Jeff. I literally almost forgot your name for like a half second. Um, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff did a great kind of look into the search firm, into into the Sugiyama, into whatever I think a DKR, DFR, whatever they are. Um, search for, firm, which I really would recommend. Uh, they have mixed results. I don't know, man. Like I think I think the thing with some of this stuff is. I, I I'm not like super inclined to believe what anyone has to say because everyone is like talking through their agent and their agent is mad that their guy did or did not get a job or like did or did not get like an extension or something. It's like, I, I just mm-hmm. can't, I, I struggle to like believe what like the hubbub is about a search firm. Um, I don't I mean, think, I, th- I think, I think the search firm is simple. Like if anything, Coaches can say they didn't have direct contact with the University of Lowell while they're getting interest yes. in the job. Or that's, if that's if if the Courier Journal if the Courier Journal wants a Freedom of Information Act, who's been contacted, then this they this private search firm has no obligation and will not give any of that information out. So mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. Don't make it think. Don't believe that the search firm is going to make the decision. But you're right. I think Josh Hurd needs to uh, put a little bit more of an imprint. I'd love if Josh Hurd, like, I, I know that that was the Vince Tyree kind of deal was I'm going to come out and talk whenever I can. Um, but I think Josh Hurd has kind of gone in like the complete opposite direction of like, oh, I'm going to talk this once. I think he needs to talk again. I don't know. You know, yeah, it's I, just not even just like that. It's just some of the stuff you hear from behind the scenes. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't hear his name. I mean, it, and maybe that's just me. Maybe that's where I'm at. But like, Louisville needs to, they need to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like there are phone calls you and people want to laugh about Jay Wright. They want to laugh about Scott Drew, whatever. That's fine. You're not going to hire those guys, but you at least got to contact those people. I mean, you got to contact Scott Drew. Like, I don't care how far-fetched that seems. Louisville's not hiring Scott Drew. That's fine. 
But you got to make that phone call. It means something. Yeah, no, 100%. It sends some waves. It sends a little bit of a message in the college basketball world. Like, you can't. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say I'm a little. No, I'm just going to say I was a little. I'm a little shocked we haven't yet because that's what I was told about this search form is that they were going to they were going to make people say no first. They were going to make some folks say no. They were going to make some high you know profile names go and obviously you know right just because of his relationship with her. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that. But I think, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get a story in a week. Oh, Scott Drew was approached, you know, report. Louisville asked Scott Drew their interest. And some of that's just like you need to create some fake juice. Like even if it's not real, you need a little buzz. I agree. And I mean, if Kenny Payne gets hired, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll do two-hour podcasts or a two-part podcasts, whatever we want to do about him being the coach at Louisville. But – that's a separate conversation. I mean, yeah. right now, Louisville needs to, they need to speak to Scott Drew. They need to speak to Eric Musselman. They need to speak to Mick Cronin. They need to speak to Kevin Willard. Some of these mm-hmm. guys I don't want being hired at the University of Louisville, but they need to talk to these dudes. Correct. That is important. And it really feels right now that it is, it is just a one headache. One guy's being looked at. And I hope that's not the case. I I don't think it's the case, but I am, I am, I am surprised that we haven't heard of another name or at least another person. Like, I think we had that muscleman deal and I just, I'm just, I'm surprised. Buzz has been created by the fans, right? That's exactly what I'm saying is I'm I'm surprised that muscleman then hasn't turned around and turned it into an extension. Like that's surprising. Like I'm just surprised that, 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 that the second domino after, after, after Bruce Pearl, signing his extension hasn't happened that is just generally whether that's related because of Louisville or not. So I, I, I think that's super interesting. I, I wanted to, before we moved on, Chris, I've told you at the top, uh, I have not created it yet, but I will work on it this evening and there will be a link in the show notes and I will tweet it out after I tweet it. Uh, I'm going to make a little bit of a survey for folks to submit their, their top, their top three or five, searching folks. It'll be sort of a ranking type of situation. I I just want to get an idea from the fan base, who they want and what order they want though. You know, I'll definitely put the top, you know, I'll probably put more way more names than anyone needs to put and try and figure it, you know, you'll have a way to rank it or, you know, give it one through 10 or something like that. And, and an option obviously for, for someone random, if you really want. Um, so th- that link will be in the show notes. It'll be a Google doc or a Google kind of sheet submission type thing. Um, Google form is the word I'm looking for. Uh, and I'll tweet yeah. it out. So if you, if you miss it, you know, just go on my, go on my Twitter and you, you'll be able to find it or go in the show notes and you'll be able to click it. So just let everyone know that. And we'll, cause I kind of want to see what the fan, want just like uh, on an overall nature i don't know i don't know we'll see um anything else about uh you know you got any ad search takes you got any uh you that committee came out that uh how do you feel about the 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 uh the athletics committee the junior bridgman led um larry o'bannon um you know quite quite a quite a list of names uh that came out i don't have that list in front of me because i mean no, it seemed like prepared. a pretty it seemed like a pretty good list of names it wasn't larry o'bannon it was harry douglas right harry douglas i'm sorry i don't know why i said larry <laughs> no that's fine larry i think O'Bannon, the larry o'bannon so. tweeted it out that's why i'm saying i'm, I'm, sorry. I'm happy to hear the larry o'bannon reference so that's fine um no i mean i'm it's whatever like 
I think the best interview Josh Hurd can have is how he's handling the situation right now. And I just expressed my frustration with, with how he is handling this situation right now. Um, you know, if Louisville makes that higher, it's, it's fine. I'm not gonna, there are a group of people that seem totally against it because he's not Tom Jurich. I am not that person, <laughs> but I will grade him on what's happening right now. Um, right now is frustrating me. Um, because of just some of the stuff I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Is there any more reason to think that Tom Jurich to Louisville has any more juice than it already didn't really have? No, it's fun. It's funny though. There, I mean, there are people that know more than me that still believe it. Zip. Yeah, <laughs> not just zip. I mean, there, are people, there are a few people that that know some stuff that that think there is real juice behind it, but I would never ever see a scenario from from Louisville's side to where they would do it. He, he, here's the list. I'm sorry because I pulled it up. I went back and, and found it. Uh, Junior Bridgman, Daryl Griffith, uh, Kelsey Worrell Dahlia, the uh, the uh, gold Olympic gold medalist swimmer, uh, Larry Benz, the U of L trustee, and and Harry Douglas. You're, you're right. So just wanted to put that whole list out there, in case folks didn't. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's hard for me to have athletic director takes. I don't. <laughs> I would like to hear some names that they may be potentially targeting if they don't. Uh, here, here's my thing about athletic director is I want to like care way less about who the athletic director is moving forward. Like if in two years, I'm just like, oh, I don't have any takes on the athletic director. They're just a guy that is around sometimes. That's ideal to me. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the perfect situation. I don't want to know who the ins and outs of this guy are. Um, and it's, it's so we know weird. Far too much about the university of Louisville now. <laughs> I shouldn't know like five trustees. I shouldn't know their yeah, names. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny that you say Larry Benz and he doesn't really need an introduction. He doesn't need an introduction. Who, who cares? Jesus, yeah, that's funny. Um, any uh, anything else before we have a few odds and ends? No, I mean just any grandstanding takes about the college basketball season. I know we went to mention that. So, um. Grand Saints is about the college basketball season. Oh, you talked about like people that you hate. <laughs> no, just like this this season programs. Like you, there's teams you hate more often. <laughs> I this, have long. And- let me say this. I I I I'm gonna I'm a soapbox for like a hot sec. Okay, go ahead. I have long like been okay with Duke because it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and I've long yeah. positioned K as like he is like. He is Coach Cal's nemesis, so I will root for him. But that dude fucking sucks. <laughs> that dude fucking sucks. And like the, the New York Post story didn't confirm it, but like this general whole year, I'm just like, this guy sucks. Talking about what? the Tommy Amaker story, right? Yeah, sure. The Tommy Amaker story. And, you know, apparently, you know, but but even just like immediately after that, yo, this guy's sick. He can't come out. What? Oh, dude, come on the odds of that he's probably actually really sick i'm gonna feel terrible about this later but that guy sucks that guy sucks <laughs> and it took me too long to openly say that and admit that and i apologize i'm apologetic I, to everyone i that. really hate auburn auburn basketball man <laughs> i hate them so much their fans are absolutely ridiculous it has been greatly 
entertaining to see Gonzaga be the number one team in the country and Auburn be number two and their fans just be ballistic that a program like Gonzaga, because surely they don't have as much basketball history as the great mighty Auburn basketball team. Like, well, I feel like, I feel like a college basketball elitist right now, but it has been hilarious. Their fans have drove me insane. Enough. This is a, this is a really Enough. tough time to announce that I am uh, joining the Torres on Auburn staff uh, <laughs> will be, will be covering the Tigers for the remainder of the yeah, season. That's, that's the whole part of it too. <laughs> there, there's all of that uh, dangling um, with that. Um, other, other kind of odds and ends. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the NCAA tournament. I do think it's going to be a really good one. I, I enjoy just, I'm so tired of not being a part of it, Chris. It's such a yeah, bummer. Yeah. It's such a I do bummer. enjoy the, there are geographical powers. I feel like finally there are multiple teams on the West coast that are good. Arizona, UCLA, maybe not as good, but Arizona is really good. Gonzaga Great. is really good. And then you have, unfortunately, Kentucky's really good. Auburn's really good. Um, Purdue is a step below them, probably. What would you um, put your What would you put your odds on Kentucky winning a national championship? I still think that they're probably a step below the teams that I would say are like matchup based, just because when they lose Ty Ty or they lose Oscar, they look really ordinary. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if they can keep them, I would probably give them either the second or the third best odds behind Gonzaga and Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, I am going to eventually get talked into Gonzaga winning the na- national championship this year. It, it's coming. It's probably the first time it's happened since for like three years. I, I didn't pick them against Baylor. I didn't pick them against, they lost to Texas tech in the final four, right? Mm. Because it was Texas tech, North Carolina, right? They right. Each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Texas tech beat them or North Carolina beat them, but I didn't pick them that year either. Um, so yeah. Three three years later, I am. I they am, lost to Texas um, Tech in the Final Four in, the, yeah, in 2019. So I picked Texas Tech in that game. Um, that was the first year in like three years I picked the entire Final Four right. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think this year I'm going to be fully talked into that. They're a very good basketball team. Um, I do find it funny how like them not being on TV. I thought this could be the year that where drew Timmy was like the first real hated Gonzaga player because of what happened in the NCAA tournament and the, the beard rubbing and the mustache rubbing, but them just playing a bunch of bums has like removed him from being that, that evil guy. And I think when the NCAA tournament gets going again, people are going to be like, fuck, I really hated this dude. I forgot about him. <laughs> you're going to have that whole whole scenario play out again. Cause it started to happen in the NCAA tournament last year. Um, my new take about Gonzaga is that them playing all of the, the bad teams or the lesser teams mm-hmm. leaves them more rested for the NCAA tournament. That's a That's, that's a take. How about that? That's a take. I like that take. It's different because you can just coast through the conference tournament. You don't really have to. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where I moved on that. Um, I feel good about them. So yeah, sure. I would put, I would put Kentucky probably third or second. Um, but they are one also like injury or, or fouling out of one of those guys from, you know, maybe losing in the sweet 16 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 
No, it, it, it makes sense. That's for sure. Um, I have an odd and an odd and end for you. A Louisville related one. Okay. Um, Miller Hall was retired. Was what torn down? I think. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Um, I. Did did you live in in, in Miller Hall? Did you live? I, I did live in Miller Hall. Yeah. I wanted to get your your best Miller Hall memory. I didn't live in Miller Hall. My best friend lived in Miller Hall. I lived at home, but I basically stayed at Miller Hall for a long time. I'll tell the story, but I want your best Miller Hall story because I think Miller Hall. I, I I'm I'm partial to Miller Hall as like like United Tower sucks, but like Miller Hall was shitty. Like it was a different Miller, kind of Miller shit. Hall has <laughs> had the stories. Like it's just because it was just a shitty place. I feel like there should have been a more announcement with it being torn down. And I'm sure there were. I completely but. agree. I completely <laughs> agree. Um, my best story. I'm not even really going to build it up. Uh, is me and my buddy sneaking a keg up three flights of stairs, and like so the backside of Miller Hall. Yes. Has like a had like a fire escape. Yes. And we went through and snuck a keg up that and the fire alarms went off and all this shit happened and they evacuated the building, but we managed to get the keg in the dorm room. Um, so basically they evacuated the building. The keg was in the dorm room. You know, we come out, do the whole fire drill. It's like one 30 in the morning on a Saturday. And then we go back and we drink um, until the sun comes up. That's a good, because the, the, the fire evacuation had stunned our, um, you know, our party attempt. So yeah, it was, it was that's a, a pretty, day. it's a pretty good memory. Um, I'll tell two one. I basically lived in Miller hall for a, a significant period of time because they had an empty room and everyone just kind of, uh, my best friend, I was supposed to stay There's with always my best an empty room. Miller. I was supposed to stay with my best friend and it just didn't work out where I, I just ended up stay, living at home my freshman year. And, um, so my, uh, my, you know, my best friend had this room next to him and I just would stay there a bunch and we called it the living room and they, they put it, someone put a TV in there and a bunch of times dudes, like, I just didn't know would just come and be like, Oh, I'm just here in the living room, just hanging out, watching TV. And like, oh, I'm just studying and something. It's like, yeah, you're like, you're his friends. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so that's, yeah, I just, I, I wanted to shout out the living room. And, um, and then the second story I have was my friend, you know, my, my, one of my best friends, he lived on Miller hall. It was, it was level two. So at that time, um, you, it was COD was uh, call of duty was all the rage. I think it was modern warfare two at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so modern warfare two comes out that November of, of school of the fall semester. Mm-hmm. And you got to have a clan tag. So we're like, okay, M H L two, our clan tag Miller hall level two. And we're just like, there were squatted up. There's eight of us on here. First game, Chris, this kid, this like seven year old, it's like, who the fuck is these guys? It's like, it's like major H, not okay word, uh, um, losers too. Like, what kind of movie, what kind of movie is this? And just like all just like trashing us, like, oh my God. And they like absolutely demolished us. Um that's funny. So uh that that I always think of whenever I think of Miller Hall, I think of MHL too, uh, and the clan uh that we were not very good at COD. Um but we had so many 
I have a lot of stories I, I probably shouldn't tell on a yeah, podcast. And, and, and there, there's some that come to mind that I don't even really want to talk about, but we just had so many like NHL FIFA like tournaments that were, yes. I felt like multi rooms, like multi room across from each other that were going on at the same time. It was great. Um, Dr. Dundiff Roman was like lived right across from me. Oh, wow. Um, which was awesome. Like my guy was always making music and not going to class. Um, and I'm, it was great. Yeah. Always just I'm trying to think if there was like anyone super cool in the dorm at that time. Yeah. No. I had a lot of people that lived in Connecticut or came from it. That is a weird thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, one of my, there one was of my a, closest friends from Uval was from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's still a real thing, but there were five or six people from Connecticut, Rhode Island area on my floor mm-hmm. in Miller hall. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was, uh, it, it, it was a great dorm. It, it was, it was the quintessential dorm. Yeah. Like uh, my, my wife actually lived at, uh, at, in Betty Johnson, her freshman year, she was able to get a hookup and, and got into Betty Johnson for a freshman, which is unheard of. And I was like, this is nice. Miller hall is like, that's the dorm, you know, the girls on one side, the guys on the other. Yeah. Um, you know, Shout out, shout shout out to everyone, you know, everyone who worked there, everyone who, li- who lived there. I don't know what they're going to build there instead, but, um, you know, shout it, it out. It definitely feels like the end of an era for sure. If it's, it's, it's definitely end of an era. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, any, 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 anything else, anything else on your end? No, man, I think this was a good one. Um, I think this is a good one. Hopefully, we covered Hopefully. a lot of topics. That's we covered sure. quite a few lot of topics. Um, we'll definitely we'll definitely be chatting in, in in the near future. If anything drops, gets crazy, we'll um, go on. Uh, we'll, we'll do spaces. Hit the link. Uh, there's plenty more Louisville basketball to come, folks. <laughs> one last thing, Please. are you are you cheering against ACC bubble teams, or do you not care? Like Pitt, Pitt beating North Carolina and putting them on the wrong side of the bubble warms my heart. And I hope Virginia doesn't make the NCAA tournament too. Like I hope the ACC, all the bubble teams don't make the NCAA tournament. That is how vindictive I feel. <laughs> I, the whole like this conference suck thing is like so funny to me. Cause everyone is like, Oh, the big 10 is stacked. Doc, the big 10 hasn't won a title <laughs> since 2000. Who cares what they do in the regular season? They got to yeah. do something. They got to, they got to cut down nets. I don't yeah. care what, what, what their, what their regular season is. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't understand. I've never really understood the uh, the the. Oh, I understand here's all a little bit in, fo- in, in football, but I've never absolutely no. understood in basketball at all. Um, so yeah, I am openly rooting against, except Wake Forest. I want them to make a tournament. I don't know why they're they're the exception. Um, maybe because Louisville beat them. Maybe that's why. So um, so what we're looking at Duke. Duke is probably the only lock, right? And then we're looking at everyone else. All the way Duke's down. a lock. I, I I do think Wake Forest is probably a lock at this point. North Carolina just Virginia, lost a pit today, so I don't think yeah, they're gonna make it. You have Virginia, Virginia Tech, um, Miami probably gets in, but three, four teams, maybe Virginia in. Tech, Virginia Tech's gonna lose to to North Carolina on Saturday. North Carolina is not losing that game. Yeah, I if, if they do, that's bad news. Um, but yeah, I just uh, wanted to get that. Thing. No, that's a good Thank point. You. That's a good point. Uh, well, well, guys, I hope I hope you appreciated this. Um, you know, uh, I, and obviously we'll have more conversations, and you know, yeah, always hit us up, and uh, we'll see, we'll see. Go cards, and uh, I hope everyone's doing all right out there and, and staying safe. And uh, we will talk to you next time for sure. Take care. Mm-hmm.